Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are going to be talking with Daryl Wilt. Daryl is the Director of Counseling Services here at York College. First of all, Daryl, thank you for taking the time out. I know you're very busy, uh, but thank you for taking some time to talk to us about this. This is a, a, a topic I think that uh, probably is on the mind of a lot of people on the, in this day and age. Uh, we're, we're getting a lot of extra stress uh, when we're talking about uh, in the wake of uh, this pandemic, coronavirus. Um, let's talk about how that's impacting people. All right, sounds good. Uh, Jeff, hey, good to be with you. And in regards to the extra stress that students are, people and students are, are dealing with. So yeah, the, obviously the, the, the COVID-19 epidemic pandemic has really added a, an extra layer on top of everything. And the biggest challenges that have come with that is first of all, just a general uncertainty. It can relate to the, the health risks that uh, other pe- uh, people are at, particularly people that are older. And so the younger generation tends to not be as worried for themselves, except for then worrying about their, their parents, their grandparents, and, and those kinds of things. So it's obviously added a lot more to their plate, to their emotional plate. And when you have that extra burden on you, then it makes it more difficult to, to do your daily functioning like you used to. Are you, I guess it's not surprising that, that something like this has, uh, it, it's hard enough being a college student. It's hard enough dealing with the stress of, of being a college student and being all the things that are related to it. Um, what are maybe uh, some of the things that you're talking to, you're hearing from students are stressful to them? Well, yeah. So one thing that has affected a lot of students is first off is whenever they're doing remote learning. And so like most colleges, we do a bit of a hybrid system. So students are attending typically one class and then the next class they're typically then zooming in. So the first the first thing is based upon people's different learning styles, it is a challenge to now have this new modality in which students have to learn. So it requires tuning in to a degree that previously it's it's so much easier when you're in person. And so when they are spending their time doing the different Zoom and remote remote education, it just adds one more degree of, of stress and tension. And it also adds fatigue. So what we're seeing a lot of is quite simply the fatigue, that added fatigue, already having you know, struggles with the difficulty and, and getting the work done. But now we have an extra complexity to being able to accomplish the normal tasks that we, they would typically do at, at your college. When you say, and, 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 and when you say uh, it's a different modality, I mean, some students don't really do very well in this remote atmosphere. And that, it, it, how do you get them, Pat? Because they, there are obviously some that have to, that they have no choice, uh, be it, you know, circumstances with the family or also with circumstances for themselves, or maybe even that their class has been broken in half and the professor says, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Monday you're here, Wednesday you're online, uh, you know, or something along those lines. And also the shifting back and forth, you know, on Monday they may have uh, one or two classes that are online and Tuesday and Thursday they may have, you know, one or two. And it's like 
I suspect that there are some students that just don't know which end is up. Yeah, it, it's a logistically so much more challenging. Uh, the good thing that happens is a lot of the professors do work with students. So if they have one class in person and the rest of those were the remote for that particular day, then most professors do have flexibility and let's say would allow them to not have to uh, be in person for that, for that particular day. Right. So there is a variance in, in what most professors do. But yeah, it adds a, a logistical complexity that is, can be very burdensome. Um, the thing, though, that does happen is that normally that challenge is going to happen within the first several weeks. And then good news is most people adopt. Most people adapt into the ability to, uh, to be able to do it without as much of the, of the initial tension and learning curve. And for Jeff, the, the one thing it's, it's been kind of uh, interesting is, especially for all of us as well, with all of us doing our own Zooming and remote, remote services, is you know, first when you first start doing video sessions, there's a fatigue that develops. And it kind of hits this, you know, hits a point where typically, I guess we call it like you're getting zoomed out. <laughs> it's a good, I'm going to remember that term. Yeah. And that, and that normally happens, at least I think it's happened like about the sixth, seven or eighth week, believe it or not. That's when most people are like completely tapped out. But then a really interesting thing happens is our minds adjust. We get used to the patterns and that initial fatigue, that kind of even burnout, it, it starts to diminish. And then we end up kind of adopting, adapting, excuse me, we end up adapting to, to this new reality. And fortunately, our minds catch up with us, which means our minds get systematized. And so over time, they end up becoming more, uh, more used to it. And then our stress levels tend to, to ultimately come down more. It's still, of course, Jeff, not returning to its normal, right. but because that extra taxing, it's still taxing and can create more fatigue, but there is a normalcy that does develop. Uh, and we are, you know, we're expecting that to happen uh, as we're going through this semester, where students will at least be, be coping and doing a little bit better with the added, the added stress related to the pandemic. We are talking with Daryl Wilt. He is the York College Director of Counseling Services. Daryl, uh, so we've talked about students, but faculty too, and faculty and staff uh, are, are equally being impacted. Uh, faculty are teaching in a, in a mode that they probably, most of them have never taught before. Uh, and staff, uh, you, know, depending, you know, you're sitting in your office and uh, you, know, you really can't see people face to face, which I'm sure you did a lot more of uh, back in the day. How, how um, are the, and, and for you, we mentioned it at the beginning, talked about the younger students, you know, they're, they're a little, you know, they're a little put, can push it away. But if you're, you're older, how do you deal with that? Well, a few things related to the faculty and staff and people that are a little bit older is first off is it might be more on their minds about the health risks. So mm -hmm. let's just be, just, just be real that the younger okay. generation doesn't as easily pick up on, you know, the, the threat related to the pandemic. Uh, the, the students that really are tuned into it are those who have had a grandparent or a parent who has either tested positive or ultimately have experienced serious uh, health, health related issues related to it. So once people have had a personal experience, it tends to make people really start to become more aware. So with the students, we have 
two groups of students, those who have had a personal experience related to COVID-19, which tends to increase their awareness, and those that haven't, and so they tend to be feeling a little bit more okay about it. Now, when we get with regards to faculty staffing, they tend to be a bit of an older generation, of course, and so they tend to be more attuned to their parents and their relatives that age-wise are, are, are older. And so there's a, there's a lot more concerns that tends to be on faculty and staff, quite simply because, by the way, they themselves might be a little older. Right. And they might be in the category of some of the highest risk for really experiencing the, uh, some, of, some of the more, in fact, deadly, deadly costs of, of this pandemic. So what we see it with, with those populations is a little bit more concern, and then also then dealing with adjusting as well to the new technologies, to getting up to speed to speed with the remote services, which so certainly, it, which certainly adds stress. Yes, yeah, it adds it adds, it adds an extra amount of stress on their plate. In some cases, that does get translated a bit into the classrooms. Now, there's uh, most professors, most staff also have an increased graciousness, an increased uh, sympathy, and increased you know graciousness with regards to how the classes are going and what people are struggling with. So in that way, I actually think it's, it's fairly beneficial for the students because we're all kindred spirits in knowing that this is a challenging time. And, and that's, where, that's where the best of, some, of a situation like this comes out because then we all kind of pull together a little bit more than what we typically would. And it, we can feel understood. You know, professors can, feel, can understand the students better. Students can understand the professors. And so it, it can make, make a really good formula for, uh, for cohesiveness in the midst of dealing with such a situation. We're talking with Daryl Wilt, Director of Counseling Services here at York College. All right, so we, we, we sort of know where this is. Do you have some coping uh, methods, some stress busters that will help uh, for, and, and this would be kind of universal, uh, that might help folks kind of feel a little bit better or at least get, get out of that, that modality of, of worrying about it on a constant basis? One of, the, one of the key strategies that is just an overall very helpful thing to, to adopt in regards to what a person's thinking is this. We all have the uncertainty of tomorrow. We all have to struggle with, well, will the college stay be, will it be open? Will it close? Will one of our relatives get sick? Will one of our family members? So there's a lot more what-if questions about tomorrow. And on a, in a normal time, we can tend to look forward to tomorrow. Like we can, we can look forward to the dates and times and hanging out with friends and even getting together with family. Like historically, it's great to be able to look to the future because it tends to bring us good feelings as we're looking even maybe towards a holiday or to a break. Now, because the status has changed and we no longer find as much joy, as much comfort in tomorrow, in the future, then what it, what it, demands of us is literally to try to work on being more focused on the here and now. And one thing that's really unique, uh, just as an interesting example, uh, emergency rooms, emergency room doctors, there's two kinds of those. The one kind of emergency room doctor is the one who, who, who deals with it and like, my gosh, I don't like this. And so the person chooses to not be an emergency room doctor. But then there's other ones that they end up thriving in this kind of uncertain environment. And the question to ask yourself is why? 
what makes the difference between somebody who thrives in, an, in a changing, uncertain environment and a person who finds that to be extremely difficult? Well, I can wrap it up into quite simply this. Uh, our challenge, and, and so what they learn to do is those that end up really uh, thriving in the emergency room, they have learned to live present day moments from moment to moment. And so their focus isn't on what's going to happen in, in you know, half an hour from now or next or tomorrow. They focus on bringing their best into this particular moment, and they, they, they just do whatever they can to make this moment a little better. So instead of worrying about what's out of your control, it allows what is in your control to become the primary focus. And then, again, you, you basically you don't have to worry about what's going to happen. You're bringing all of your resources into this particular moment. And this is what I'm going to refer to as really, you know, focusing on uh, the present moment as becoming one of the uh, better strategies to use to help to deal with this time of great uncertainty. Uh, one other thing related to that is if, if you learn to do that, you end up building up even a little bit more confidence in your own ability to, to handle situations. And you can even get a good feeling of going, hey, well, here, this is in front of me. How am I going to deal with this? And believe it or not, it tends to bring out people's capabilities and, and allows them to feel a sense of success on this particular moment in their life. And that's a great kind of place to build on. Are you seeing an increase of students here at your college that are actually seeking counseling? Or are they, or is it you know, just what it's been in the past? Well, it's, it, I wasn't sure how this beginning semester was going to go because what happens is, you know, when you add these other stressors, even though we know students, their mental health-wise, they, they, need, they need more, it all depends on whether or not they're willing and deal with, the, let's say, the challenges of stepping out in order to get those services. Uh, what we have found for, for the beginning of the semester is that a lot of students are reaching out. And in fact, with our groups, we've had the the un unprecedented amount of students interested in our groups that we offer, mm. which was really great to see. And it just showed that there's more students willing to reach out and taking that, taking that step to connect with us in order to, to look into the, these groups that we offer. So, so, you think, so you think maybe over time uh, this might help because students are willing to you know, get out of their comfort zone, come and see you. Because I know sometimes uh, counseling services are not a place that uh, some students want to admit that they're going to go to use. So you have to actually think that this might help be helping you a little bit? Well, we, yeah, we've definitely seen, let's just say, we've definitely seen students reach out more in, in this particular time than what we have in the past. Now, we are an extremely popular, we're actually very popular with the students. So we tend to, tend to have a lot of students reaching out for our services in general. But yeah, we've seen a bit of an uptick, particularly with people's interest in the groups that we've, that we've offered for this, for this coming semester. Okay, last, last question, and, and this might be the hardest question to answer, or it might be the easiest question to answer. What do you see on the backside of this? Uh, does this make us a little more resilient um, and, in handling things, or does it make us more vulnerable? I, I would absolutely say it, it makes us more resilient. Not only does it make us more resilient, it, we are setting ourselves up for having a, a generation that is going to be appreciative in a way that previously would have been taken for granted. 
the, the day that comes when we can become more normal, more to our typical kinds of social interactions, uh, what we're going to see in that is we're just going to see a, a real blossoming of people's positive feelings. We're going to see them just being able to appreciate things that previously were taken for granted. And so once, once the pandemic, you know, really, let's say once we get a, a handle on that and we're able to return to more normal practices, I think what we're going to see is just an elation of people with increased positivity and just feeling like a little bit gladder to be alive and gladder to be engaged. So I'm expecting a lot more smiles in people's faces. Daryl Wilt, uh, the Director of Counseling Services here at your college. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And I'm, 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 to be honest, I'm really gratified that students are reaching out because that's been one of my biggest concerns is, you know, are students kind of, you know, encapsulating all this and just not talking about it and just kind of, you know, trying to power through. And I'm glad to hear that, that, that they're actually reaching out. Yeah, that's great. Hey, and I'll just give one last plug. If, if for okay. any students that want to reach counseling services, it's very easy. Just call 717-815-6437. 717-815-6437. Call that number and you'll get an opportunity to talk to our, our fantastic receptionist and, and ultimately get scheduled an appointment so that uh, so you can also get in on on this assistance and daryl they can uh they can also go through uh spartan success network is that another way that they can access you guys that that is normally the professors normally faculty and staff are the ones that would ultimately refer them for that yeah so they can also do that as well and of course they can contact us via email those are also uh reasonable ways of doing that we do though make tend to make contact with them by telephone ultimately to set up whether they're doing video or whether we're doing telephone telephone sessions with it. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.